Hello, everyone, and welcome to a pizza-filled episode of the Mess Hall Podcast. Like I said, we have a pizza-filled episode, and they're in the oven right now, so maybe we should start talking, and then <laughs> I just pulled one out of the oven, so we'll start talking about that one, then we'll pull some out of the oven. But most importantly, yep. we have guests today. Sometimes I get excited for the food, and I forget what's going on. <laughs> so we have Maury here, and Sylvan, and Maury is the host of... Keeping it copacetic. Yes. <laughs> I, w- I want... No, is it? Is it? Did I get Keep it wrong? Making copacetic happen. happen. But you got yeah. the copacetic. Yeah. You got yeah. the copacetic part, and that's awesome. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, I so. even wrote it down. But he <laughs> thought that was the name at first. He could only really remember copacetic like an hour ago. <laughs> so he, he had it an hour ago, though. It's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm super excited. I hope everybody here. Right. So, Maury, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Well, what I really like is that word copacetic. So copacetic comes from a word that means putting things in order. And what making copacetic happen is all about is putting all of your things in order so that you can live a life that you like, aligned with your values. A lot The episodes are short, 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 and they help to inspire you, we hope, to look at different areas in your life. The last one was about backpacks, which we all have. Maybe we have too many of them, so let's take a think about that. Oh, I, <laughs> yes. I, I have to listen to that one. <laughs> uh, I listen to it, and you make good points, like, at the end of the school year, clean it, get it all empty, and that's something I don't think I've ever cleaned my backpack. Except when I transfer all my old stuff to a new one. So I once found a raisin in my backpack in September. I had grapes at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we all we all have had those scientific experiments, haven't we? Yeah, checking the kids' lunches and then make sure that they're actually out of the backpack after their last year of school. Yes, awesome. very important. Yeah, and and we have Sylvan here too, um, Maury's husband. So Hello. welcome to the show. I hope you like pizza. Oh, I love pizza. <laughs> good, good. So what are we trying first? Well, first we... Slow down, slow down. <laughs> First, we're going to talk about frozen pizza. Well, no, we're just going to talk about pizza. I won't go into the whole thing about pizza because I could be here all day. But although pizza is ancient, it didn't reach Canada, at least commercially, until the country's first pizzeria opened in Montreal in 1948 called Pizzeria Napolitana. I probably messed that up. At least in the U.S., we knew that there was pizza around since the 1900s, early 1900s, but just not maybe commercially sold. <laughs> and around the 1950s or so, when people started buying freezers in the, for their homes, restaurants started making frozen pizzas for customers to bake at home. And then the first mass-produced pizzas were made by Totino's in 1962 which was originally sold to, or eventually sold to Pillsbury in 1975. And then in 1995, and this goes where, now I'm getting to the point, <laughs> Kraft launched DiGiorno, which, ro- which was a rising crust. It rose as it baked. And in 1999, it rebranded in Canada as Delicio, which, and then in 2010, both were sold to Nestle. So you might know it as it's not delivery, it's Delicio or DiGiorno. Because I kind of remember okay. that and thought I was just remembering, like misremembering, but it changed. So we have Delicio 
garlic bread pizza. So it's a garlic bread crust. Um, I couldn't find a lot about garlic bread except for that it's just kind of a rye from bruschetta. Bruschetta, bruschetta. So that's our first thing to try. Yeah. Well, let's get let's into get it. A, yeah. All right. So what do you guys think? Okay, Sylvain so, uh, <laughs> here. If I is to go first, I really like the taste of the crust and and um, you know the the little aftertaste of garlic on it. Yeah. What and the reason why we treat ourselves sometimes to um, to pizzas from uh, uh, fresh pizza is because of the amount of cheese. I find this in this mm -hmm. pizza here, the cheese is does not doesn't feel like you they've got a taste of cheese. It's supposed to be pepperoni pizza, and we I like. Like a little bit more cheese on my. That's fair. I would agree about the garlic, and I would also agree about the cheese. The, the delicia I've had before, no. and I find the crust a little bit <coughs> too doughy, mm -hmm. um, in mm -hmm. a way. <laughs> and maybe I just prefer, maybe I just prefer the flat pizzas. But we'll see when those come up too. But delicious with the garlic. Yeah, it was. It's been a while since I had a frozen pizza, and it's better than I expected. I liked the bit of doughy. The sauce was nice. I made it nice and doughy, but it was crispy on the outside, and that garlic was really good. And yeah, I could use more cheese, but I mean, I know people who soup up frozen pizzas, and you could do that. <laughs> How about yeah, you? I, I feel the same way you guys did. I thought it was good. The pepperoni was all right. The crust was really good, though, like the garlic yeah. bread crust. I think that's what stands out for me. Other than that, I like a doughiness in the pizza, so that was the thing for me that I liked. So yeah, but other than that, I, I also liked the amount of tomato sauce on it. Okay. It was a good amount, yeah. I thought. It wasn't yeah. too much. It wasn't too soggy, yeah. but it did help it. And it tasted, I think the garlic brought out some of the flavor in the tomato sauce as well, so it wasn't yeah. just so generic. I <laughs> think the garlic made it taste more fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, maybe that was it. But, yeah. Yeah, like, so... And I was surprised that the garlic was all the way through the pizza because when it said garlic bread pizza, I thought that the crust would be garlic bread, oh, but not that the entire oh, everything would okay, be yeah, like yeah. that the outside mm -hmm. would be. So that was a nice surprise. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. While we digest that, we'll hear an ad from our sponsors. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. The Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by The Future of Podcast. Hosted by Todd Hirsch, ATB Financial's Vice President and Chief Economist, The Future of Podcast has launched its second season by connecting with industry leaders to uncover what's on horizon for the things that mean the most to you. The Future of Podcast promises to give you insight to help navigate what is often an uncertain future. Explore how our economy and communities can not only brace for change, but embrace the opportunity it creates. Subscribe to The Future Of in the Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. And connect with us at atb.com slash thefutureof. So, what do we have next? Next up, we have uh, President's Choice Loads of Pepperoni. I mean, we got all pepperoni, so pizzas, so now we're going to talk about pepperoni. It's actually just an American version of salami. The name comes, I read two things from the Italian plural of the word bell peppers. So pe pepperoni with one P is what is the plural of pepperon. Sorry, <laughs> that, that makes sense, which is bell pepper. Molto or bene. it could mean big pepper. <laughs> so something to do with peppers. The difference between like salami and pepperoni is... Pepperoni is less spicy. It tends to be softer. And usually the casing is artificial. Could It doesn't have to be, but usually it is. The first mention of it is from New York in 1919 and, and led to immigrants just using 
local American ingredients to make salami from back home. On Wikipedia, they do mention how pepperoni is deep fried in Nova Scotia, which of course we know because we do that being Nova Scotians, but I liked that that said it on Wikipedia. (laughs) And now we'll try it. We have two more after this? Yes. Okay, I just just want to pace myself here. I have one more bite and you can have the rest of it. So... I, I think we all were talking, but I think we all like that there was mini pepperoni and large pepperoni on this, so yeah. it was really fun. It, it is, and I, I, the first bite I did when I bit the pizza, you could feel the cheese. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it, uh, it, it's, this, this is what I like about pizza, is the, the cheese, the amount of cheese on it. Yeah, you're, yeah. you were right, because there was enough cheese to hold the pepperoni in place, and it wasn't just sliding off your pizza. Yeah, Considerably more than the other one. Yeah. yeah, less flavorful a little bit, but more, 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 more yeah. cheese. Going back to that whole crust, uh, and it is personal preference. I like this one because it is that mm. thinner crust. Although this doesn't seem like a piece I'd have for a meal. This would be perfect for hors d'oeuvres. Oh. Um, and then something else because I think just eating this pizza by itself wouldn't be hearty enough for a meal. Okay, that's a good point. I never thought of it like that, but. It reminded me of a soup, but souped up mini pizzas. You know when we were kids yeah, and you yeah. got those round, I don't know, pizza pockets, no, like, no, 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 the little no, ones. Like the, yeah, yeah, and we called them mini pizzas. I don't yeah. know what the brand was. Sometimes you got them fancy and it had green pepper on it, little tiny green peppers, but it reminded me a bit of that, just a little bit more, but yeah. there was a good amount of cheese. Yeah. I couldn't really taste, like I tasted the tomato sauce, but it wasn't memorable. It wasn't, it was yeah. just there. Yeah, yeah. What did you think, Abe? Uh, I thought it was good. There was a lot of flavor from the pepperoni just because mm. there was so much pepperoni. Yeah. They did Loads of it, even. Yeah, loads <laughs> of it. Yeah. They didn't skimp out. Like, when it says loads, there was actually loads of pepperoni on yeah. there. So yeah. it's really nice to see that when a company says something, it's actually that because they could have just put loads of pepperoni and just had small ones and big ones, and but there was a lot of pepperoni on there. So I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So by the sounds of the air horns, we have our bonus item. (laughs) So we have N.O.T. Taro Bubble Tea. So it's a ready-to-drink, shelf-stable bubble tea in a can based out of Newark, New Jersey. Their Facebook says it's the first ready-to-drink bubble tea. I've never seen a ready-to-drink bubble tea. So um, we got the taro, which is kind of like a purple sweet potato. And we've talked about bubble tea before. It was first created in the 80s in Taiwan. So now we're trying it from a can. I hope it's purple. We uh, we have had bubble tea and never ever the ready made ones. No, oh, absolutely. No. I'm well, curious to see if purple. it has. <laughs> the can's very purple. Well, our daughter loves bubble tea. That's yeah. right. Are bubbles in there in that? Yeah, with the little what is this or tapioca? Is that yeah. what it is? Or are they all on the bottom? How do you get oh, them out? Oh, just like bubble tea. I guess if even I poured a bubble tea that wasn't from a can, it would be hard to get the. I feel like I want to cut the can in half. I didn't realize it was from the eighties. I thought it was. I thought it was like from the early part of the twentieth century. Yeah, apparently the eighties. It's just is a what brand the, new thing. Yeah. I think the pearls. I forget. We did a we did a bubble tea episode, or we talked about it. I think the bubbles were around in desserts for a while, but just the tea someone was boring at a board at a business meeting and i think they mixed their pudding or something the dessert that it was in with tea is how the story goes but i couldn't really remember growing up there was we had a lot of dessert that had tapioca in it so 
This was just, I guess, an evolution on, yeah. uh, on, on that. Tapioca pudding is delicious. Yes. Yeah, that is really good. Oh, they're um, the darker bubbles. No, they're always dark. I don't know what uh, I was There thinking. is something about, interesting with the can, because there is something fun about going out for bubble tea. Yes. So then once you bring it home, you're thinking, well, you don't have that whole going out for bubble tea experience. And they were kind of like, sometimes you have to go out and it's expensive and you just want it then. And that was kind of the company's idea. Pitch. Yeah. So in terms of taste, I think they got it. it tastes like iced coffee to me. Creamy. Yeah. Too, right? Creamier. Not, not caffeinated, like um, as deep as a ice cappuccino or something like that. Exactly. The bubbles I'm still are trying different. to get to the bubble here. <laughs> I had to down mine because I couldn't wait to get to the bubbles. And I didn't have the straw that helps. Like that's big. That's a part of it too. And seeing the bubble. Now like, this once again, I think would be fun as an hors d'oeuvre or just like a little bit because we're, we're having it in these beautiful little brandy snifters <laughs> rather than having the big bubble tea. So this would be fun for mm. like having a little bit of this, a little bit of pizza, a whole bunch of different kinds of things. It would. would. The bubbles are different though. Yeah, they don't have the same they're texture. Not, they're not as not as round. Rub- very yeah. rubbery. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. They're flatter. They look like they look like pebbles in the glass. <laughs> I guess yeah. if you drank it from the can, you don't know that. But they're yeah, they're not as yeah, they're yeah. more rubbery than like I thought. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're they're made of. I know I know that uh, the few times I've had bubble tea, they were um, they were uh, more tapioca. Yeah, I yeah, think they tapioca-ish. are tapioca, but. Oh. Mixture like between grapes and wheat. <laughs> <laughs> when I was thinking taro, I was thinking purple though. I'm yeah. kinda... The color kind of is not yeah. what you expect. Yeah. I yeah. think because when you buy bubble tea, maybe it is more powder and they do make it very purple. Yeah. yeah it could be part yeah. of it. Because we had poi, which is made from taro. Remember at the Luau? And it yeah. was kind of grayish. Yeah. And this was kind of, it looked like iced coffee, like with cream. Like it was kind of beige-ish but no it tasted yeah. good but the bubbles were disappointing the taste was good the bubbles were off but at the same time it is a pra- packaged drink so coming from newark new jersey yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i don't have anything else to say about it it's just it was it was different it was not bad it was not great i'm i'm still conflicted about it if you lived somewhere that didn't have bubble tea or you had it was really inconvenient, and you could just have it in your fridge whenever you want it. It's an all right alternative. Yeah. yeah. I guess what would be interesting is to try this on, like, we have very, very hot days these days with ice cubes. Yeah. Mm. Put in the ice yeah. and then put the, the, the drink so that would stay colder, yeah. Uh, yeah. Colder, colder longer. Yeah. And bubble tea normally comes with ice cubes too. So, <laughs> shall we move on? So after that refreshing <laughs> drink, oh, we need more pizza. <laughs> but before you do that, I want to bring something up because Maury asked if we cook these on a, our pizzas on a stone. Um, something we do on the podcast is we try to follow the instructions as best as we can. So it just said for all these pizzas, just on the middle rack. So we didn't do it on a pizza stone or anything. So it was just. Oh, was it not on a cookie sheet? It was just nope. on the rack? Oh, it's on the rack just by itself. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. So what do you, what do we have next? We have Dr. Oker Restaurante Pepperoni Pizza. So, Dr. Oker, founded by Dr. August Oker of Germany in 1891. He made a product called Bakken, which was basically a measured amount of baking powder. I don't know what the difference between that and baking powder is, only he measured it out, so you just threw that in the, <laughs> in the recipe. But So, he had two kids, including his son, uh, Rudolph. 
And then he died in World War One, and then his widow and her hubby took over the um, the factory. But then eventually he got into it. It's kind of confusing because everyone's name is August or Rudolph, and then the like grandson, I guess, is Rudolph August. <laughs> it's like all the same names. But so he ended. That's I guess that would be sorry his son. So he ended up taking over from the fought with from the stepfather and they both had ties to nazis of course um they supplied <laughs> munitions and pudding to troops <laughs> which is quite the mix munitions and pudding from the same factory <laughs> not sure um it's still o- owed by the ochres just another couple of generations down the line in 1992 they brought bought sheriff products in Canada, which became ochre. So I don't know if anyone remembers like pudding mixes and stuff. Oh, sheriff, so, yes, sheriff yeah, pudding, I remember. Yeah. I said it like was if there was an E, but it's two eyes. <laughs> now yeah. we're eating their pizza. Okay, okay. number now, three. This one I've, yeah, this one I've had before. Mm. So we'll see if I... And this is our only thin crust pizza as well. Wasn't the other one? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The other one seemed like it was thin crust, right? It looks about the same. I maybe it was, but it's... But maybe not advertised as it. Okay, so I'll start here. So of the three pizzas we've had so far, this is probably the one, surprisingly enough, that I like the least. Oh. And the the main reason I find is that the crust feels almost like... Like a baking powder in it. It feels very oh, dry and secret ingredient. And, and not um, not very um, retains any of the of the flavors. The piece I got, the pepperoni was very sparse on it. Mm-hmm. They were very mm-hmm. spartan on the way they uh, distribute the the pepperoni. And this the sauce maybe the slight relieving feature. It seems to have better sauce than the last one we had uh, before the multi pepperoni yeah yeah I, I thought the crust was just flaky almost like yeah. not a good flaky like a like a pastry flaky but just like a fall apart cracker um, oh yeah i was gonna say yeah. a cracker it yeah. tasted like a cracker yes <laughs> yes and i'm not a huge fan of thin crust anyway but i i'd have thin crust pizza i'm not gonna say no to it but i don't know it just wasn't wasn't enjoyable for me like the amount of cheese the amount of pepperoni the, the sauce was good but yeah, and and as we had uh, had uh, mentioned before, I think this is one of those pizzas. Like we 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 when we eat them at home, we have to buy two or three because they feel <laughs> much more like a snack yeah. than yeah. Um, than a meal. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it tastes like um, something that you just have by default. <laughs> so yeah. it's always around. Yeah. And I think the reason why we get it a lot is it seems to be on sale quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And maybe there's a reason for that. So um, mm. it's the kind of the cheapest one you can get. And so we have it in our freezer. But now that we've, our eyes are open to other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the other ones are worth it. And I would actually go out to get them now that I know that there's a difference between the other ones and this one in particular. Yeah, yeah. One thing I liked, and I don't know if it was timing, it was the one that was cooked perfectly. Like I felt it was cooked exactly as it should be and sat maybe for the amount of time. Because sometimes I think letting pizza sit for the amount of time really makes a difference. And I did find that it stayed together more, but that was really its only redeeming quality. And I think the other ones, if we just let them sit like one more minute, it would have had that same. Yeah. Yeah, but we still have one more pizza to try, so... Let's get at it. So we have Napoli Classic Crust Pepperoni Pizza, which is also by Dr. Ochre, which we didn't realize. I thought Napoli was the company. So 
pizza as we know it today was with tomato and bread and cheese or not bread but crust and cheese was invented in naples italy although pizza in some form has been around since ancient times so to be considered neapolitan and napoli seems to be the italian word for naples i couldn't really i I think it is yeah (laughs) i didn't really wasn't really sure about that so to be considered Neapolitan pizza by law you must use wheat flour of of o or oo maybe it's zero i always just say oo um yeast salt and water and you have to bake it 60 to 90 seconds in a wood fired oven and no more than 3 or maybe 4 millimeters thick because i read two different things they seem really stern on this because they have the rating to be called neapolitan pizza and also which i couldn't fit this anywhere in but a pizza maker is called a pizza aioli pizza aioli <laughs> which is the word for pizza so like a pizza chef yes okay. like pizza. yeah they just say pizza maker pizza aioli right. i'm probably i know i'm not saying that right, right. <laughs> bon appetit <laughs> So it's interesting what you said before about letting pizza sit, because I think the real test of pizza is what it's like for breakfast. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not invite ourselves over, but just so you know, I find that, I, that there are some pizzas that are really good overnight in the fridge and then even cold. So yeah. that would be the ultimate test. Yeah. That would be. Sleepover. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk again tomorrow. All right. Um, this pizza, I think, another, uh, as you said, and mentioned, another ultra, ultra, Dr. Ultra product. I, they felt the same way about the crust. Uh-huh. Like the, the, the crust had the same taste, gritty, almost like uh, pastry-like, but not quite, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, quite, uh, quite there yet. The surface was a little bit more cheese. Um, that's what I thought. Once again, I found the 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 amount of pepperoni distributed on the pizza was was not quite uh, the mm-hmm. same even mm-hmm. so I had only one one piece of the pepperoni and the rest of the sauce all right but once again not probably not my favorite yeah, yeah I thought it was a thicker crust and the same toppings like sparse toppings like I liked the crust a little better than the last one though it was a little thicker so it did have it didn't wasn't just cracker like it had that crisp on the bottom and then a little doughy and it was better than the last one but the tomato sauce I did not like the first thought when I took a bite I just said yuck in my head <laughs> it reminded me more of the uh, old timey uh, yeah. mini pizzas yeah uh-huh. it did remind me more of it after we've had a couple but there was the same amount of pepperoni on those mini pizzas as there was on this whole pizza yes <laughs> what I've noticed through all of this is that there really is a distinction between the thin crust and then the doughy crust yeah I a, a really big difference between the thin crust and the doughy crust um, the thin crust for frozen pizza is just fine, but if I want a really good doughy crust, I'm going to go to a restaurant. Yeah, 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 that's for sure. But we're going to do a recap of all this, and we wrote down the prices of everything too. So maybe we'll see what the best value is and whether it's worth it or not. Yeah, and yeah, we'll just bring you. We'll come back after this ad. This episode of the Mess Hall podcast is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you are choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their community. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, 
And we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. So like I said before we went into that ad, we, we wrote down the prices of everything. and Which we don't normally do. No. But. So I'm just going to go from top to bottom on the most expensive. So the most expensive was the Delicio, and it was $4.87. The PC one was $3.47, but we got that one on sale. And then... 50 cents off. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'll run those numbers from NASA to see what it was originally. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. <laughs> the hidden figures, ladies. So then we have the Restaurante, which was $3.33 a pizza, and then the Napoli, which was $2.97. With that in mind, what do you guys think was the best deal? I think we can, maybe we should just say what was our favorite pizzas. Like maybe top two, and then we'll go from there. Well, the price was not right. <laughs> the top pizza was not my favorite. It was definitely, without a doubt, the PC mm-hmm. yeah. was my favorite for sure, hands down. And I could see why the ch- the cheapest pizza seems to have had the cheaper ingredients based yeah. on everything yeah. that we yeah. said. I, I'm uh, I'm uh, totally in agreement, and I have the same way. I really like the second pizza, the PC Choice Pizza. Having said that, the first pizza we tasted with a taste of the garlic in it was uh, was good as well. But if I was to go one two, it would be uh, the PC then the Delicioso. I yeah, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I like the Delicioso the best, actually. I think I I think I would buy it on sale though <laughs> but that one was my favorite followed by the the pc as well pc they rarely go wrong they're they're a pretty good brand yeah I, i'm not gonna strangle or straggle far from everybody else you better not strangle <laughs> us either um, sorry if we disagree that's another podcast <laughs> we don't do those kinds <laughs> But the Delicio, it was good, but I think overall best deal, like even with mm-hmm. adding 50 cents on, so almost four bucks a pizza, the loads of pepperoni was really good. And PC, I think, hit it out of the park with that one in terms of a frozen pizza. Like, it was good. It was... what is Adorable. It? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like those little pepperonis on it. I thought that was nice. Um, the only thing that I would have liked cooking it differently would have been turning the broiler on in the oven for about mm. 30 seconds so the pepperoni would have got a little bit crispier. But that's a personal preference, and I think that would have just enhanced the pizza a lot more. And I would say that the the loads of pepperoni pizza would be perfect to have in the freezer for when people come over and you don't know they're coming. You throw (laughs) that in, give them hors d'oeuvres, and then you can start doing a stir fry or something (laughs) while they're munching on that. (laughs) Well, it only took 10 minutes to cook, too. So the Delicio took 21 minutes, and the loads of pepperoni was 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, All the other three were 10 to 12. One was 12 to 14. So, Which makes a good quick lunch, quick meal. Yeah. Your kids have soccer or something. (laughs) (laughs) Weekday night. Yeah, Yeah. weekday night. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all agree without Lena's opinion that PC was the best. No, <laughs> but I'm not sure if it was worth four eighty seven. Yeah. But if it was on sale, I'd stock up. I really liked that garlic crust. Mm-hmm. I yeah, really liked yeah. the garlic, the flavor. I'd probably end up souping it up a little bit. Well, I always add veggies to everything, not to make it yeah. taste better. <laughs> Just to get veg- vegetables in. I think, <laughs> I think the price wise, if you look at the, the price, forty seven is actually not not too bad. Yeah. No. Considering that you're probably gonna find that uh, I don't know if we're supposed to mention other companies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you go shopping at the big C C O S D K. Yeah. But but they're not eight dollars to uh, for for two pizzas. Yeah. 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 Costco isn't a sponsor. 
Yet. 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 <laughs> one, day, one day. One day. Although I did read Costco, their takeout pizza is like one of the best selling pizza in America. <laughs> no, we, we had it. We only had it one time. Yeah. And mm. we ate it when we were very, very hungry. So I'm not sure. <laughs> so it was delicious. It, it was the best it, thing yes. you ever so had. So we'd have yeah. to have it again and to compare. But it, I was I was surprised. It was like you were saying weekday. We just were exhausted and we had to just put food on the table quickly. And that's why we got it. And yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised. So what what good things do you guys have to eat lately? Oh, um, this is summer season, so we love to do barbecues. Nice. Mm-hmm. So hamburgers, T-bones, uh, sir, uh, sirloin, what do we have, ribeye? We had ribeye last night. We had ribeye mm-hmm. last night. So that's that's our go-to in the summer is a, is a barbecue. Nice. And we've discovered, because we have an air fryer now, that our favorite thing is steak and then french fries. Oh. And french fries with mayonnaise rather than <laughs> ketchup. So we, yeah. if we squint, we can pretend we're in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nice. And we, uh, we, we actually harvested one of their salads from the garden with it too. So it was very tasty as nice. well. Nice. Nice. We had garden salad today. With so. steak? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barbecued. Yeah. Um, I wrote it down. I actually thought of this question. <laughs> I thought you were going to skip it for some reason. And yes, it's stuff I made, <laughs> which I shouldn't say, but I made coconut chicken. So I put, I make what I call shake and bake. So I just use breadcrumbs on the chicken. I usually coat it in yogurt. We don't use an egg crumb at my house, just allergies. And then I used some breadcrumbs and coconut and baked it on chicken thighs. And that was pretty good, I thought. It's good leftover. And homemade yogurt. I made some yogurt in my Instant Pot this weekend. So And then I strain it and it's super thick with some blueberries. And that's what I had to eat. I like how you, you make it at your house. <laughs> You're at <in> my house. <laughs> the chicken was eat? good. I enjoyed it. So You're um, not really a yogurt, plain yogurt fan. No, I haven't tried that yet. So I'll judge it later. You should. I'm not a plain <laughs> yogurt fan, but it's somehow sweeter. What else did you have to eat, Abe? Nothing much. You've been eating a lot of leftovers. Yeah. It seemed we ate leftovers till from the weekend <laughs> until Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> and then we I had some little up, so. leftovers. <laughs> but the salad with today was good, so just yeah. a little piece of steak, and it was a nice little change on uh, barbecued steak. So, yeah. But Maureen, can you tell us more about your podcast? Oh, absolutely. So thank you. I started it a few months ago because I was a prof- I, I am a professional organizer. I haven't been in people's houses for quite a while, but people who um, used my services asked me to make a podcast that was more about the philosophy behind how to get things in order, because we all have good ideas about what we want to do. So my hope is that these very short podcasts will get people inspired for different areas of their home. My absolute favorite one is called Birthdays and how we celebrate birthdays in our family. Um, The most popular one this year is about how to set up a home office. So that that is really kind of fun. (laughs) And I'm um, always open for suggestions. So when we're off air, you guys can tell me what you want to hear. <laughs> well, I'm going to put you on the spot since this is a food podcast. Absolutely. What's the biggest tip for organizing a fridge? Oh, fridge. So the biggest tip for organizing a fridge is to have zones for where you want everything. So for example, you know you're always going to have butter, cheese, milk, and eggs. Is there a special place for all of those things in your refrigerator? 
And if you go a step further, like I do, you might even want to buy pretty things to put the eggs into and something pretty to put the butter into. Um, I even have something for cream cheese because we always have cream cheese and we need to have brie in our house at all times, <laughs> as well as champagne in our cold room. So I use the drawers quite effectively, both in my fridge and in my clients' fridges to make sure that meat goes very much separately from vegetables and fruits. This is from my healthcare background. You want to make sure that those are very much separate because once meat juices get anywhere, it's sort of game over. And when you look in your fridge, I hope that it makes you smile. So you go, these are all things that I like. I might put them in many <laughs> yeah. different orders and many different configurations. And when people are organizing their fridge and then they see that they have space, they're more emboldened to buy something fun when they go to the farmer's market or when they go down an aisle that they don't usually go down <laughs> at the grocery store. Yeah, let's pick it up. Let's get that really cool wasabi mayonnaise and see what that's like. But people who have the disorganized refrigerators are perpetually in crisis mode. <laughs> and and uh, positive we see in our, in, in our home relating to that is there's very little that goes to waste. Because yeah. we know we everything is reviewed and we know when something is about to expire, if it needs to be frozen, if it needs to be um, uh, eaten or processed sooner rather than later. Yeah, I remember that from your um, soup episode. So, mm. yeah, and I know we've talked off air about quiche as well, and it's uh, one of those things that can be used, utilized in the same type of manner, so. That's awesome. what pizza is for me. And so I was yes. going to say, back to pizza, that's, <laughs> that's what it was. It was leftovers too, right? <laughs> yeah, it started on Fridays. We always go for grocery, groceries on the weekend and then using up little bits of what we had and pizza Fridays because we always have cheese. <laughs> so where where can people find the podcast? So delightfully, because of my wonderful intern, who um, I have not gotten permission to have his name, but I'll just say it's, he's <laughs> wonderful. He got me on Apple Podcasts, so you can subscribe there. They only have the ones from 2021. So if you want any of the older ones, the best place to go is Spotify or iHeartRadio. And it's Making Copacetic Happen. It's the only one that has copacetic in the title. So I think you're safe <laughs> if you just understand that one key concept. Awesome. <laughs> So, man, you have anything to plug? <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> Excellent. No, no, it's great that Maury was able to find this, uh, this inspiration. Hopefully it inspires other people out there to do, uh, uh, to do the same. Awesome. Yeah. And that's all from us, too. So keep, keep on, on eating. eating.